Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's not the way that we all wanted this evening to end. But unfortunately, y'all, we've been eliminated. The Denver Nuggets absolutely wrecked the Phoenix Suns. And I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit embarrassed because they lost 125 to 100, but that doesn't really tell the entire story of this game six. Saul Bookman, Shane Diefenbach, thank you for being here with me. How are you guys feeling? What are your initial emotions around all of this Saul, you go first well i certainly have better things to do tonight than watch that bullshit i know that <laughs> um i just i i i can't get over the fact that we are now talking about a literal repeat of what happened in game yeah. seven last year at home against the mavs in eight games against the mavericks and the nuggets um in in what ended up being your eliminated series the the average margin of victory for both of those teams was 19 points that is blasphemous when you have a team that has devin booker and kevin durant and i know people are clamoring for money to be fired after tonight um it's hard to look at that and say that there's not at least um a conversation that should be had about that very topic because you can't you can't keep going out like this the way they keep going out like this. You didn't just get outplayed like crazy in one game. You really, you weren't really close in all four of these games that the Denver Nuggets won. Outside of, you can make an argument, obviously, for game two, which was close. They were up by eight, then Chris Ball got injured and everything kind of flipped on its head after that. That's the only game out of all eight games between the Mavs and the Nuggets that you can make that argument for. They got handled. They got absolutely handled on a, on a night where you're facing elimination. And Kevin Durant did not, it, it, from Kevin Durant's standards, did not play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I know people are questioning the trade, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about a lot in the offseason and, and leading up to next season, I'm sure. But changes have to be made because you can't keep doing the same shit every single year with the same squad every single year hoping for, for, for different results. And I know you traded Mikhail and Cam hoping that KD would be that difference maker, but clearly it's the supporting cast. Um, and, and more importantly than that, guys, I can't get over the fact that somewhere along the way between 2021 and right now, the Phoenix Suns have completely lost their identity in terms of motion offense, ball movement, and crisp sound defense. They've completely lost it. And Denver 
looks like what the Suns looked like a couple years ago in terms of everybody moving the ball. They got two superstars too. They got Jokic and they got Murray. And they have no problem getting the ball out of their hands, moving without the ball, and finding themselves with easier shots in the offense. It, this was just a tragedy on so many different levels. It's, it's the same exact thing. They were down by 30 at halftime again. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable and, and unfair to fans that had to sit through that shit again. And, and you're so right on the margin of victory for the Nuggets because every single game that the Suns lost this year, this, this, this series was, was a wash. It was terrible. It was awful. And every time they won a game, the, the, the two games that they won, it felt like they were clawing and fighting just desperately to win a game. Everything was so much harder, whether it's, it's a pull-up jumper that KD hits nine times out of ten or a, a Booker three that usually falls. It just everything felt harder in this game, in this series. And it, 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 this was just the, 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 the tipping point. I mean, and, and it, it, it just it happened again. I, it, the Nuggets were a better team than the Suns. Uh, and you said this earlier. The Mavericks weren't the better team. Right. The Nuggets were. And it, 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 they just tipped. It was terrible. Like, if there's one thing you could find solace in within this is that at least the Nuggets were the better team in this series. Right. Last year, the Mavs should the Mavs had no business beating the Suns in the second round. It makes sense that the Nuggets beat the Suns this year in the Western Conference semifinals. And Shane, to your point about trailing by 30 at halftime, again, for the second time in a row, ESPN on the broadcast shared a little tidbit of information. This is the fourth time in NBA history a team facing elimination has trailed by 30 points or more at halftime. The Suns have now done it twice in back-to-back seasons. So it's embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing because it's like the biggest difference was, and we saw it last year, and COVID aside, whatever, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but this year again, it just felt like they didn't care enough to show up in the way that they were supposed to show up. Like well, there were times where the Nuggets tonight were up like 26 points and they were coach Malone was screaming at them for letting the Suns knock down a couple buckets. You know what I mean? And like they were getting on themselves like there was no we're going to take our foot off the gas. And the Suns came in and barely had their foot on their on the gas from the start. It's just like that's was, the most frustrating part is like there's not enough heart hustle and effort put into these games. It feels like there was there was eight different occasions where either the Suns just literally like Kevin Durant or Devin Booker brought the ball over half court, did not make one pass, ended up taking the shot. They were the only person to touch the ball in the possession or just a careless turnover throwing the ball across the court to nobody or just losing the ball off their own foot or dribbling the ball out of control like just uncharacteristic turnovers and then the worst part of all this is that on the defensive end it looked like at times it was just a layup drill a layup drill like where where is the sound defense where is the tenacity where's the toughness and i will say this about this team uh they're not tough they're not tough and and everybody called out you know guys like devin booker for being fake tough and you know they're you know they're they're front runners instead of you know uh just talking shit from the from the jump um they they all have they all have beef with us and they all hate us and that's fine but you got to step up and really shush them and they didn't come close to doing that in this series um and, and we look every bit the part of a fake tough guy um at this moment right now and listen man it's it there's a lot of of soul searching that's going to have to happen with this team uh we talk we 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 absolutely glorified Devin Booker in two games 
uh, for games three and four and the way he performed, and deservedly so. Um, but in, in elimination games in the last three years, uh, I saw this stat, I think Jody Ayler put it out there, he averages 14 points a game in those elimination games. That's not good either. That's not good either. And if you're going to be the guy, if you're going to be that dog, you've got to come up big when your team needs you the most. And you can say that in three straight seasons when the Suns have been eliminated, he did not give him his very best. And that's really disappointing considering the fact that I thought Devin Booker was having his best playoff performance ever up until the last two games. Yeah. yeah and I, I like it, you can't help as I mean, this is our job is, is being on the Internet. So you see all this this shit and the, the, the shit talking. And it's it's so it's so frustrating. And especially book like he's he's somebody that is so hard to defend if, if you're or not hard to defend. You want to defend him so bad as a Suns fan. And, and and as he should, I mean, he's he's our sweet baby angel, but <laughs> you can't help but just say you're right today. You can't like the fans that are talking shit about book and this is a stain on his legacy are right. They are right. Yeah, but in, it wasn't just book, though. Like, I agree with both of you entirely. Book is the leader of this team. We've talked agnosium about it throughout the season. This is book's team. But he wasn't the only one who didn't show up. Kevin Durant also, again, we didn't see a KD game, the one we've been clamoring for since he joined this Sun squad. KD was 2 for 11 in the first half. He did finally start knocking down some shots in the second half, but it was too little too late at that point. And I think the first we've seen first quarters out of Kevin Durant throughout these playoffs have pretty much every single one, as far as I can remember, has not been great. And I don't know what the light switch is to come out of the gates in a good mental space, in a good rhythm. I don't know what that is for KD. Um, I've I've seen a lot of people on the internet talking about how KD for years now hasn't had the best first quarter outings, like just historically. But you can't have that in the playoffs. You can't allow when you're if you're one A or one B on a team, you can't let your team to get down twenty after the first. Or 30 at at halftime. Like, you can't do that. They ended the first quarter on a 17-0 run by the Nuggets. That's Yeah, it was was, an 18-0 run from the 235 mark of the first quarter to about the 35-second mark of of the second quarter. In a three-minute span, the the Denver Nuggets, when KD came out of the game and Torrey Craig came in, went on an 18-0 run. And that was basically ball game right there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's easy to pl- point the blame at, at Monty. I'm definitely not going to defend him tonight. I'm, I'm not going to defend him at all for this series. I thought he got outcoached once again. I, I think he's been outcoached in every single series that the Suns have been eliminated in. He has not risen the level of his game. He didn't make. He barely made any adjustments when we lost in the finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he didn't. He didn't do anything to switch anything up. Like it was really tough to watch. And he did the same thing last year against the Mavericks. And he did the same thing against the the, the Denver Nuggets in this series. And it's it's coming back. But what I will say is, is like, you know, last year we talked about Devin Booker needing a, a second legitimate score, somebody that's that's going to be able to counteract him. Well, we got Kevin Durant. And then now, then then I started hearing in this series, well, they need that third guy to step up. They need that third guy to step up because you know Chris Paul and Da just. You know, Chris Paul was injured and D.A. didn't step up. Well, tonight they got campaign who dropped 27 and it still didn't fucking matter. So, like, it's it's I, I'm just I'm going to go back to this. I really feel like the system is flawed. 
Yeah. I'm not saying Monty Williams isn't the one to be able to fix it, but I am saying that Monty Williams, I think, relied too much on the star power of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to try and pull the Suns out of a funk to win these games, and it just was not there. Kevin Durant is not 30 years old anymore. I'm not saying he's washed. I'm not saying he's going down the backside of the hill or anything like that, but I think you need a system that creates a lot of movement to create a little bit of ease for both of these guys to be able to get some buckets, some easy looks, just to get into a flow. When every shot Kevin Durant or Devin Booker take is facing basically a double team, it's hard to get into a good, solid rhythm. That's why what Devin Booker did in games three and four was so phenomenal, because he was doing that despite the fact that the Denver Nuggets were throwing the whole fucking team at him. That's why it was so incredible. But money, money system is flawed, point blank. It's just completely flawed, and it needs a revamp. It needs a kind of a, a reimagining, um, and I think you need different players in this system to really make it thrive. The the San Antonio Spurs, and I'm going to go back to the Spurs because Monty Williams came up through that organization, learned a lot from Popovich. Even when they had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and, and, and Tony Parker, the ball movement was still – fundamental it was so crisp it was you never you couldn't just rely on doubling one specific person because the ball mm -hmm. would switch around and move around too much bruce bowen lived in the corner the reason why is because the ball movement was so fucking efficient the phoenix suns are not like that right now the denver nuggets showed more of that than the phoenix suns the denver nuggets moved the ball out like crazy tonight it, it was a clinic just like we saw a couple years ago with the ball move it was just beautiful and now it's completely gone. And so there's a lot of stuff to figure out in the off season. We could talk all night along about it. I'm just very disappointed, but I know, I know we got other people that are going to come on. I do want to say this one, one thing real quick, Al McCoy fucking just, just a legend. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel, I truly feel horrible for him because I just feel like he didn't even get a chance to win a championship and it really sucks. It really sucks. And it's yeah. all over for him. Um, and he's the reason why I became a Suns fan in the first place. Love him to death. I hope he, you know, sets sail in the rest of his life and has a great life. But um, mm -hmm. I'm just really, truly disappointed about the fact that, you know, we couldn't even go out with a good win for him or a good loss, you know, yeah. if you want to say that. I mean, that's you know? the biggest thing. Even losing is one thing. Like, it's, it's one thing to not go all the way and win a championship, but to lose in a competitive game to lose where you left it all out there on the court. Yeah. That would have been different. This felt like you just quit. You gave up. You waved the white flag before you even started. And that's what makes this the most disappointing for a guy like Al McCoy. But Saul, before we let you go, a um, couple things. There is a super chat specifically for you from Tad Boo's Tidbits. They said, Saul, do you believe Devin Booker can be the best player on a championship team? He had an unreal playoffs, but you can't get three-balled at half twice, dot, dot, dot. And then I also have a little nugget for you here. StatMuse on Twitter posted that the Suns are 0-4 are this series when Devin Booker does not shoot 78% or better. So <laughs> just to Christ. add a little bit of context around your Devin Booker question oh, and what, what went down here to the series. Oh, shit. I mean, Jesus. What star player shoots uh, – you know, 75 plus percent in a, yeah. in a game and uh, and still loses. I, I'd like to see that stat. I don't think that exists. I don't think any player in NBA history that's been a superstar has lost a game while shooting 75 percent. So that statistic is a little is a little skewed. Um, I think the question still remains to be seen with Devin Booker. You know, he's got to come up. He's got to come up in those big moments. That's the next step, right? He's been able to evolve in every step of his career. 
You know, I talked about it, you know, last year about like Devin Booker wasn't like he, the reason why he's not a national superstar like John Moran is because he doesn't, he's not really a flashy guy. He doesn't cross people over and make people say, ooh, ah, he's just efficient as fuck. Like he's just crazy efficient. But this year, he had those ooh-ah moments. Now, granted, it was after the All-Star game, so he didn't get any love on the All-NBA team or All-Star team, whatever. But he he caught people's attention. I think there's another step for him to go. He knows it, and I think he can be that guy. Um, it's just, you know, listen, there, there's a lot of work to be done. And it feels shitty when just two years ago you were – on the verge of possibly winning the Suns' only championship in franchise history. And now it feels like you came all the way back down to the bottom of the mountain. You got to figure it all out again. And that's where the Suns are right now. Also, I do want to say this. DeAndre Ayton, he's he caught a lot of shit for this whole series. Yep. Did not play very good in this whole series. He did not play tonight. And I said, careful what you wish for when it comes to DeAndre Ayton, because I, I'm, I tell, I'm telling you right now, a steady diet of Jokic or Biz is also not the solution either. And Jokic clearly did, it did not matter. It did not matter at all. So um, I don't know what you do about DeAndre Aiden. We can talk about that later, um, you know, but there's a lot to be discussed when it comes to him. I know we're going to discuss quite a bit <laughs> in yeah. the coming weeks and days. Shoo, you know, uh, our off season is a little bit longer than we anticipated it being. So we will have plenty of time to dive very deep into all of that. Shane, do you have any other thoughts or no. um, questions for Saul? I think Saul hit the nail on the head, though. It's just, I, I, the identity thing is the biggest. I mean, you're so right that this team felt so different. And whether it was the players two years ago or just the the whole efficiency of being able to be a top five offense and a top five defense, and it just felt so different. And now it's everyone hates this term, but it's iso ball, and mm -hmm. it just it doesn't feel right. So. The, that, that's the next step, Saul. You're right. It, whether it be a new coach or just a new system, just you, you got to find an identity again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chat, chat. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, being here with us when we're depressed as all hell, just like you guys are. That's why it says the Valley of Despair right now on the lower <laughs> screen. Um, and uh, thank you guys. Uh, Shane, thanks for filling in tonight. Lindsay, Emma, Espo, my guy back home. Love you guys. And Gerald back at the, at the, at the arena. You guys were phenomenal all year. Uh, it's not the end, obviously, because we don't fucking stop. Uh, but <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you guys for all your work this year. It was a it was a grind, but uh, you know what? We deserved better too. Jesus, we did. We one hundred percent deserved better. <laughs> um, thank you, Saul, for your kind words. I know you're on vacation, but because it is the end of the season and we did such a good job, you should bring us home a present. I can do that. Yeah. There's there's there's. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for, though. Oh, no. There's some muddy, there's some muddy waters out here in Louisiana. <laughs> I might just scoop some up and bring them home in a little bottle. <laughs> I got you, I got you a microbiome. Oh, my <laughs> all right, Saul. So we'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of Bye, your guys. vacation. Uh, all right, guys, stay with us. Everybody in the chat has been asking, "Where can is I, Espo? Espo needs to get here." Can I apologize to people for a second? Yes, for being here. No, people see people see what they just saw on the screen. And then they're like, who the fuck is this guy? They know he hasn't been are. here the entire season. And now he's going to try to tell me everything's OK. Chat, nothing is OK. <laughs> nothing. It's all bad. Life. Life is full of this. We're going to be OK because we have each other. That's why we're going to be fine. You, me, Saul, Espo, Gerald, Emma, Jacob, everybody here with us, too. We're going to be OK. Anyway, uh, Espo's going to join us here in just like. 
three minutes or so. So stick around for that. He'll share his thoughts on tonight's game as well. But first, a reminder that our friends over at BetMGM have a hookup for you guys. If you have not signed up already, be sure to download the app. Sign up using bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for all the details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And, of course, our summer is here a lot faster than we anticipated, but that means we can go on summer road trips already. We can start planning little fun vacations. And, of course, the best place to get ready for a road trip is Circle K. They've got the best gas, the best snacks. The best deals, the best Polar Pops, iced coffee. podcast hosts on the screen. That's true. You're not wrong. You can see Lindsay I'm not going to lie. Okay, so we are on, you know, like the Circle K TVs when you pump your Mm -hmm. gas. Some of us over here at PHNX are on those, and I am one of them, and it was like a bucket list thing. I remember... Like always as when I was younger being like, that'd be so cool to be on a Circle K TV. I don't anyway, think they liked my take. They're not using mine. Um, <laughs> They're going to put yours on there, I promise <laughs> you. But make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head over to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find a Circle K near you. All I, right, let's love, bring uh, in our... Uh, before we do that, I love King Jr. whatever in the chat saying, at least you guys are on vacation now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of, but not really. No. Not really. Espo! Espo's here, everybody! Bring him in. We should have made sounders for Saul <laughs> and Espo on this one. Oh, I got one. Espo alert. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> What's up, guys? How Hi, are you? Espo. We're doing good. No, we're um, not. We're surviving. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, look, uh, I'm going to start off by saying this simply and honestly. Congratulations to the Nuggets what? and the DNVR Nuggets, guys. You were the better team. You were better coached. You were better constructed. Uh, and you won fair and square. There's no ref blaming. There's no COVID blaming. There's nothing here. You won fair and square. I was loud. I was obnoxious during this, uh, mostly on Twitter uh, because I've been uh, secluded at home. Uh, but I, I, you guys were better. And I'm just going to say it. I want to start off that way. So, Fine, Espo. You can take the high road if you would like. <laughs> we won't be mad Look, at you. I, what am I supposed to say? We've been through this before. We had this last year in Game 7. They kicked our ass. There's nothing else you can say about it. If this was a one-point game and uh, and referees played a part in it, yeah, you could bitch and complain, but right now, you just can't. This was an ass-whooping, uh, and they took care of business. No, I mean, you're not wrong. We said it at the top of the show. The difference between last year and this year is that the Nuggets were the better team. The Mavs last year were not the better team. But I, yeah. I, think, I think for me, it's just, again, it's the way that this game kind of all played out like Espo join us by looking at some of the numbers here 
from tonight's game. Some of the biggest things, of course, were turnovers. Suns committed 14 to Denver's 10, which I believe this kind of went up a little bit later on in the game. 14 to 5 in before garbage time. Yeah, exactly. So some of these are a little bit skewed. But points in the paint were a big one. And Denver had the lead on points in the paint pretty much by 20 the whole game. So it finished Denver with 60, the Suns with 44. Three point. See, this is the one that's that Shane you bring up a lot. So the Suns were 11 of 27 from deep. The Nuggets were eight of 22. But the fact that they were able to beat us in the way that they did by just knocking down eight threes says a lot. Well, they had a hundred points and only six made threes, which in today's NBA is very hard to do. Yes. And then you looked at the points in the paint, and I think half of them were from that. That that you can say size, you can say rebound, you can say whatever. But at the bottom. Uh, at the end of the day, it's the, what the bottom one says. It's heart. It's it's mm-hmm. caring about it. It's want to. And the Suns didn't have that tonight. The Suns <laughs> had zero and the Nuggets had 100. Espo, what stands out to oh. you about the numbers tonight? What stands out to me is Emma didn't play the sounder. Can I get the sounder, <laughs> Emma? <laughs> it's too sad for the sounder. It is too sad. Play it. Uh, Give me the, the sounder box? now. Give me the What's in the fucking box? <laughs> What's in the box is an ass whooping. That's what stood out to me. No heart, no hustle. This team packed it in early, and that's how you get a 125-100 loss in an elimination game. Monty Williams cannot coach this team next year. I'm just going to say it. This is the second time we've seen this in an elimination game. Monty Williams as a coach has never won an elimination game in any stint he's had as a head coach. This is problematic. We saw the Bulls have Doug Collins with Michael Jordan and could never get over the hump, always running into the Detroit Pistons. We saw the Lakers, or excuse me, the Golden State Warriors uh, with Mark Jackson never get over the hump despite having an, a, mass, a massively talented roster with transcendent offensive players. Monty Williams is one of those guys for the Suns. He came in, he fixed the culture, he raised the ceiling, but now he keeps bumping his head on it. It's time to bring in somebody. And you know, when you're in triage and you're trying to figure out things, a nurse can be quite helpful. And Nick Nurse <laughs> happens to be uh, out there and available. So maybe it's time to make a phone call. I- I'm sorry. I love Monty. I think he's a great man. I think he's a great motivator. Uh, there probably isn't a better human being uh, that that people have dealt with in this. Uh, you know, And some people may disagree. That's fine. That's just my perspective but the time has come this isn't one year you can go okay against the Mavs maybe there were issues this is twice now and you got an extreme roster upgrade where Devin Booker was playing next to a superstar you could argue they had two of the top 10 players in the NBA on that roster in this playoffs and they found a way to still screw the pooch and somebody's got to pay the price for what happened this year. And I'm sorry, it's Monty Williams. And maybe they should take a look at James Jones. Maybe this is the time to say, James, if you want to move and only do your president of basketball Mm -hmm. operations title and focus on culture and that building and get a GM in, maybe it's time to do that. Uh, Fun little tidbit. Not sure if I'm supposed to share this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I have it on pretty good authority that the Suns back when they hired James Jones the old front office actually wanted the man who's now the Nuggets GM. So rub a little more salt in the wound there. Uh, <laughs> the man who built this Nuggets team that just kicked your ass, or at least fine-tuned it, uh, was actually who they wanted with the Suns. So 
there's that, I guess. Thanks, Espo. Appreciate um, you. <laughs> uh, Espo, another name that's being thrown around in the chat right now, but also on Twitter, is Mike Budenholzer. But for Suns fans that claim that they hate Monty because he doesn't make adjustments. Yeah, Coach Bud ain't I it. I mean, is that a name that you, you would want to see in Phoenix? I don't know. He outmaneuvered Monty. He yeah. was down 2-0. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's easy when you have Giannis, but guess what? They have Katie and Book here. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a name I look at. He obviously has Arizona ties. He was the guy that finished, you know, or supposedly was offered the job here and didn't want it uh, when Monty wound up taking it. So, I mean, maybe that's a name. I don't want to get ahead of it because, obviously, Monty is still uh, yeah. the coach there. But I, I really think – this is something you need to look at and and uh, uh, judge everything at this point. I know that Matt Ishpia was the guy that in the end said, we are making this KD trade, and that's fine. But when you look at everything around KD and Book and the bench in particular, that was a James Jones special. And he's on the hook for, uh, you know, when guys got injured or when guys uh, didn't show up to training camp that they had absolutely – no ability to fill in for those guys. That is on James Jones and at the feet of James Jones. These are questions that have to be answered for. I don't need to hear no excuses. Uh, I'm not going to give you an explanation. It's just, it's on us, I guess. You know, which Monty said in post game, I'm sure we'll hear from James Jones uh, when he talks to the media, if he talks to the media uh, in exit interviews. It'll be a lot of platitudes. I don't want platitudes. I want answers. I want solutions. I want fixes. That's what is needed in this. And we're going to have plenty of time to dissect this because like Saul said, we're here five days a week, (laughs) even with this team losing. And now we got a lot of content to fill. And guess what? Monty and and James, there's going to be a lot of analysis of every little thing you did this year and over the past handful of years. Because with, with Monty, it's... You blew a 2-0 lead in the finals and lost four games in a row. You had the best record in the league, and you couldn't get past the Mavs. Then you get KD, and you you fall flat on your face uh, against the Nuggets when Book doesn't shoot 78%, which no human should actually do in an NBA playoff game if he's taken more than four shots. So, like, this whole thing, there's a lot of problems. Okay, so I don't want to get too far into this, but for me, if we're – like talking like totem pole as far as who's in the hot seat. I think Monty sits a little bit above James Jones personally. Where do the two of mm-hmm. you guys fall? Do you have Monty and then James or James and then Monty? Oh, it's definitely Monty first. Monty for you Monty's first. a great coach when you're winning games. When mm-hmm. you're losing games, he's the last person you want to hear from. Like, yeah. I don't want to, exactly what you said. I don't want to hear him give me some corny line tonight. I, I mean, I, we heard it on the broadcast too. He was like, that's not how you play for each storm. other. And, and I'm just like, no, Monty, get in there and call him some names. The, Drop ship, some the ship is sinking, Monty. You can't weather <laughs> a sinking ship. Like, you got to like, hey. uh, sorry, anyway. My question is, when well said and well done doesn't work, <laughs> well, is it, well, goodbye? I mean, what what's the what's the answer? At some point, what's the answer? And I think it's no more Monty Williams and his hokey sayings. I think that's what the answer is. Yeah. I mean, Shane, to your point, I just, I don't think, and that's been a question that has been asked multiple times throughout the playoffs, but also going all the way back to the regular season is people are asking or why Monty hasn't been able to get his team ready for these games. 
why do we come up? Why does why do the Suns have such slow starts so often? Why do they come out of a locker room and not have a little bit more fight or spirit to them? And a lot of that falls back on your head coach being able to get you mentally ready to play this game. So well, it's a big at question some mark. Point, at some point, sayings and platitudes don't get you fired up anymore. I mean, it works when you're in the bubble and you're trying to go 8-0 and you're trying to figure out a way to sneak into the playoffs. But at some point, it, it comes up and rings hollow. And I think we got to that point. You know, saying, hey, guys, we can't get happy on the farm when the farm's on fire and they're pouring salt on the field so nothing can grow. I don't care about getting happy on it. I want to figure out a way to survive. And, you know, like, I think it was in, in the Dark Knight, uh, you know, they were we Dark Knight Rises. They're talking about, here you go. I'm in my wheelhouse, right? It's been three, It's been two and a half no, weeks. I we need, need a little it. bit of me time here, Let right? Like they said. They were talking about uh, you know Commissioner Gordon, and they're like, he's a wartime commissioner. We need a peacetime commissioner. But guess what? Monty ain't a wartime, uh, a wartime coach, and we need a wartime coach because you need to figure this out and win a damn championship, all right? Espo's anger has broken his internet connection, I think. I love it. It's so oh, great. Can you hear me? <laughs> Nobody needs to see this face. You're not wrong though, Espo. Let's put a pause on Espo. Leave him there. <laughs> Let hopefully his internet will catch up with him eventually. But once his picture recovers and we'll we'll ask him another question. But I mean that's the that's the biggest thing, like to Espo's point. You you don't need a coach who you can sit there and have a peaceful conversation with. I mean you do to an extent, but I'm not I don't think there's really many coaches in the league that you can't have that type of a conversation with behind closed doors, but when shit hits the fan, you need somebody who can find a way to dig deep into your soul and lift you up. And sometimes, most of the time, in my opinion, professional athletes don't want to be spoken to almost as if you are a child. I want to be hyped up. I want to see the fierceness and the intensity come from you to help me find it as well. At least that's how I see sports and things where we're talking about a competition here like if you're in my corner if we're in a boxing ring and you're in my corner and you're like you gotta fight for your name today Lindsay. i'm like what the hell is this what the hell are you talking about? what are you saying we're to me down right by now? 35 points and i'm getting yelled at like i kind of need you to like shake me yeah or I, whatever i don't know but, the, that but ain't there's, it. There, there, <laughs> this roster looks completely different and from last year and the, a lot of fans on Twitter, like the, the already regretting the Kevin Durant trade, whatever you can think, whatever you want about that. But those players that were on the Suns last year, the same shit happened. Mm-hmm. And the only consistency other than Devin Booker, who again, we talked about that sustain, I think is Monty Williams and this team and, you know, maybe campaign, but campaign was awesome tonight. So yeah, it, you got to just look at the mentality and, and, you can just feel it. You can feel it. And people at the game felt it like the nervous energy when it turned into the lead turned into five and then it turned into 10 and then it turned into 15. You're like, this game is over. It's over. And it's it's that little thing in the back of their head, whatever it is. And, and, and again, I said this last year, we're not going to know what truly is the root of this problem for years and years to come till maybe book doesn't even play anymore. This deserves like a documentary on what the hell is going on in Phoenix because it, it it makes no sense. 
Yeah. Okay, so this one's interesting from the chat. Let me see if I can find... Oh, code. Monty's system works when the personnel fits. I will give you that code. But the problem is, is that what are you supposed to do? Especially with the new CBA and everything now, making moves now that you've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on your team is going to be a lot more limiting for the Suns, which we'll dive deeper into all of that at a later point in time. But, like, are you really going to shape your team around a coach or do you shape your team around your best players and then you find a coach that works well for that you, you never shape your team around a coach don't that, do, that's what i'm yeah. saying though like <laughs> if Monty can't adjust to who is on his team then that's not a good situation yeah. to be in you can't just be walking around and being like you work mm, not so <laughs> much you no definitely not yeah. yeah you could come on like what based on a fit for a coach's system and not just like basketball talent yeah and i wonder if, if having a new coach brings out something in guys like deandre and, yeah, well you know you never know there's a lot of tinfoil hat if he's here out there yeah uh espo we did get a super chat from your wifey tracy thank you tracy for dropping a super chat for us said nuggets fans thanks for slamming in uh the chat and upping the numbers on the show maps fans too maps sweetheart too. sweetheart save Save the money. We need it for the medical bills. All right. <laughs> I can I can tell these guys this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but we're happy to see Tracy in the chat. Y'all doing okay? As well as can be expected with everything going on. Uh, thank you to everybody for the well wishes. And uh, for those of you saying I was fired, I, I appreciate all of you. Uh, <laughs> I will hopefully be back in the saddle soon. But uh, I know my internet still isn't great. So I want to just say... One more thing before I get out of here and stop annoying you with my crappy uh, picture from the walk-in closet. Uh, this was a horrible way to end things for Al McCoy. I, I feel awful for a man who dedicated 51 years of his life to, uh, uh, to this and, and to his, his craft to wind up having to end it this way. Uh, he is a... A hell of a man. He was a hell of a broadcaster, the greatest son of all time, and the voice of a city. Uh, and we will no longer hear him uh, when it comes to Suns basketball, and that is a shame. Uh, and you know, I listened to the final quarter. I listened to his final sign off, uh, and got uh, emotional. So I got to tell you, that really bothered me that we saw such a heartless effort and such little uh, pride out there. In, a, in the final game of his career, because no matter the age, no matter the year, no matter how bad uh, the uh, the team was, Al went out there and gave it his all every night. So this was uh, not cool for me. <laughs> I, was, I, I think that was a, a just a sh shitty way to, to go for Al. Absolutely, Espo. We completely feel the same way, and I'm sure – we all will find a way to keep Al's memories alive and the Suns will find a way to honor him even more than they already have. Um, and maybe maybe we get to bring him back for something just yeah. like one time so that that doesn't have to officially be his last Maybe game. next year when he doesn't have to sit all the way out there and he can sit closer to the, to the actual court, yeah. they can win something for him. Right, exactly. Espo, it's good to see you. Good to have you on the show. Good we appreciate you calling in. Yeah, all the things. We missed you, Espo. Wishing you and Tracy the best. And uh, we'll see you as soon as you can. I already know that. But take your time. <laughs>
more things important in life than uh, uh, than basketball. So, uh, ahoy hoy. Dude. That could not have timed out the, better. The, 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 what is he called? The Nookie Monster? <laughs> yes. The Nookie Monster coming out of a lag is probably the, the scariest best thing, thing I've ever heard. Ever. We got to clip that of us, so bookmark that time code. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ugh. Shane, is this one of those times where we need to remind the chat, the chat that we are partners with OGs who makes the best uh, scratch-made gummies? Yeah, unless you get anxiety like I do, then that would just make... That'd be really scary. But these things don't give you anxiety. They don't. They're so they're so money. Yeah, they've got sleepy time. They've got happy balance. They've got all kinds of different flavors. Perfect for this type of situation that we are all dealing with here. If you guys want to check them out, we highly recommend them. Uh, you can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out OGsBrands.com. You do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. And also keep an eye out because they're getting new flavors. Did you see that they're getting a peach flavor? Mm-hmm. It's going to taste exactly like a peach ring, but way better. Love it. It's going to be so good. So tasty. Um, well, tonight is a type of game where you feel like you need to take a very long shower. Um, I sit down in my shower, when I, when, especially when I'm sad. I have a bathtub, you know, when the bathtub shower. Mm-hmm. So I sit down. I just let the water hit my face. Um, and, you know, you, you, you got to stay clean and you got to yeah. stay hygienic. Yes. And the best way to do that is with our friends at Manscaped. And right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with code PHNX at Manscaped.com. Get their performance package 4.0. With the lawnmower 4.0, which is waterproof, it's a cordless body trimmer, advanced skin safe technology, and a weed whacker 2.0. Um, and no one likes nose hairs, so get get those get those weeds whacked. Um, you got your crop preserver and crop reviver, ball deodorant and ball toner for anti-chafing, and you get the shed travel bag, a $39 value, and patented Manscaped boxers with that. It's fantastic. That's a that's a score. Their their, their boxers are so comfortable, so so comfortable. And as I said, use that uh, code PHNX at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. It's 20% off and free shipping with code PHNX at manscaped.com. Trim your testicles with the besticles. <laughs> All right, everybody. Gerald is going to be on in roughly five, four or five minutes, something like that. He is setting up right now. So while we wait for Gerald, should we look at some super chats? Absolutely. Let's, Let's dive into a few super chats here, Emma. What do nice. we have? Actually, I hope there's some mean ones. All right. So I think the very first one of the entire show that we had came from Whippy Dippy, and we're not able to put it on the screen because they posted it in the third quarter. <laughs> <clears throat> in the third quarter. Whippy Dippy, you're a real one. In the third quarter, they said, play the whole bench. Oh, this must have been a halftime, actually. They said, play the whole bench, second half, go out in style. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have been like that yeah, mad at it. Just, just give me... Yeah. Give me fans yeah, on the court exactly. at that point. <laughs> Angel from Burrito Express, play center. Yeah, seriously. All right, Trevor sent us one. Thank you, Trevor. Said, book was one point better than last year elimination game. 12 points today. Elimin- elimination games are cursed now. Tried to forget last year, and yet here we are You know again. what's so weird, though, is he is so good closing out teams. Like against the Lakers, against the Clippers, he's so good at closing teams out. He's very, very bad at not getting closed out, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't Drew understand Hall, it. Drew Holiday broke this man. I will That's say theory. for this year, not gonna make it a full blown excuse, but I will say it didn't look like Book had. He wasn't feeling hundred percent after that foot thing in Game Five. 
That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. Gordon, thank you for your super chat. Said a terrible way no, 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 no. to end a rough, rough year. A terrible year. way to end a rough, rough year. Shaking my head. <laughs> all caps. I got you, Gordon. Gordon, you're I, not I wrong, I will be though. your you anger projector. You are absolutely correct on that one. Text to speech anger bot Shane Diefenbach. Serge says, does Monty need to go? Monty Short Austin answer, yes. He spelled that like the Cardinals GM. Long answer, it's complicated. I don't think the Cardinals GM needs to go, but I think Monty Williams does. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, James, thank you for yours. Said poetic <laughs> justice. Sure. Thanks, James. <laughs> Appreciate ya. Frank, thank you for your super chat. Said, I had a feeling this would happen after that last loss. I think you and a lot of people did, Frank, to be completely honest with you. Um, even though I was trying not to admit it to myself, I know deep down inside. I had that same feeling. Based God Flashy said, Monty really risked his career to start Shamit laughing face emoji. <clears throat> there was no Shamit legacy mean, game. There was no Shamit legacy He did game. not cement his legacy. No. He really let us down in that one. Uh, one more super chat. This one is from B. Said, Katie getting hurt at the end of the season changed everything. If we finish number three or number two, this playoffs is different. Maybe. I mean, it it. it it is because then they don't play the Nuggets, but yeah, like, but but does that change what this team looked like? Because you also saw flashes of this against the Clippers too. Unless somebody else is beating the Nuggets, I don't think you're beating the Nuggets. It wasn't Clippers. like the Suns completely dominated the Clippers and then just stunk it up against the Nuggets. There were struggles in the Clippers series yeah, as well. And they lost the first game and thought that yeah. was going to be a nightmare. The Ratman's here. Guess what, everybody. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, New Hi, Gerald. Hi, everyone. How are we feeling? Oh, Gerald, the same way that you would think that we would be feeling right now. How are you doing, though? I'm doing okay. I am, uh, we are in a very toxic place online right now. So I'm glad to be distancing myself from that and joining you here and not able to see any of the comments. It's great. <laughs> Gerald, I really don't like that your backdrop is a thank you, Phoenix Suns fans banner. <laughs> I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's less than ideal headroom above me, but we're, we're so just going to push right past it. <laughs> Gerald, I think one of the biggest things um, is hearing that Devin Booker left without speaking to the media tonight. I, am I correct in that? Yes, he left the locker room before media were allowed in. We got Monty, Campaign, and KD at the podium. And just to offer my two cents on this, um, I know that I defended DeAndre Ayton a couple nights ago when he did something similar. He left the locker room after, I think it was game three or game four, where he struggled um, and I, I, you know, I said he does that every now and then when he has a bad game. It's not uncommon for him. With Book, it's a little bit different. He's held to a different standard. He's the face of the franchise, and he shot, I think, four for 13 in an elimination game. Um, and there's also lingering questions about his health and his status and whatnot. I, I really think he should have hung around and addressed the media. It's not a huge deal. It doesn't mean he's a loser or a quitter or anything like that. We will hear from him presumably at exit interviews tomorrow. Um, so it's not a huge deal that it's going to be made out to be. But uh, this was this was probably a missed opportunity to address a lot of things, a lot of questions that people had. Um, and, and I feel like you, as the face of the franchise, have to own up to that. Gerald, how early in the game were you and the fans being like, oh, shit, 
this is happening again. Yeah, I heard there were boos <laughs> early on in this one. There were boos in that first half. Um, I, I think it was that end of the first quarter when they just closed it on a 17-0 run. Um, and, you know, it was only over a three-minute span or so, so it just kind of spiraled very quickly. It wasn't like last year. Last year you could just feel the anxiety in the crowd from the first opening minutes when Luca hit his first couple of shots um, and the Suns couldn't score. There was that palpable tension of like, okay, are, are the Suns going to wither and die? And then they did it. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. This was different because I felt like the Suns were playing well early on. And then as the bench started to kind of trickle in, it started to fall off a bit. And then you look up and it's a 17-0 run to end the quarter. And you're like, what just happened? So I think probably at that point, it's like a midway through that run, you're thinking, okay, are they going to do anything? Are they going to combat this? And you look at the scoring sheet and, and Devin Booker's two for eight. Kevin Durant is like one for eight, one for seven, something like that. It, it just, you needed your two stars to show up or at least one of them to show up to give yourself a better chance in that first half. And neither one did. And it snowballed really fast. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a tough one, Gerald. <clears throat> that really hit us in the feels, not going to lie. We had flashbacks from last year and we didn't love it. Um, but Kevin Durant was not here last year, so he didn't know what that felt like from our perspective. What did he have to say about the way he and the Suns team performed in, in tonight's game? Yeah, he, he was saying it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to lose like that, um, to fail in that way. And, you know, he was asked whether he felt like it was just difficult for them to gel and, and get the time together that they needed because, you know, they only played eight regular season games with the team because of that ankle turn that kept him out for a few weeks. And then obviously the fact that he was acquired midseason. Um, but he said, I'm not going to make any excuses because if I just provide context, that's what it's going to be seen as. We just need to be better next year. Um, he did have a lot of positive things to say about his teammates, the guys that he's gotten to know and play with over the last few months, um, about playing for Monty, about the infrastructure of the Suns. Obviously, he's had glowing things to say about Devin Booker. So he's optimistic about where this franchise is headed, which is good. You would hate to, you know, have a terrible playoff loss shake your superstar's confidence in this group. Um, but part of it is on him. He's just got to be better. And he admitted, like, a lot of these shooting struggles, that, that was on me. It wasn't the Nuggets' defense. It wasn't a lack of chemistry or time together or whatever. I just missed shots that I normally make. Um, and so hopefully they'll be able to get a full offseason together, training camp together, and with a new revamped roster, most likely we'll see a very different Suns team next year. Gerald, real quick, sorry, Shane. Mm -hmm. Do you think, what do you, because Jeremy in the chat wants to know what you think as far as why KD hasn't been KD-esque lately. Do you think it's just needed more time with this team or do you think it's mental or is this just what KD is now? I think it's mental. Monty said, you know, this is a guy that cares and he thinks he pressed himself a little bit too much with some of the shots he was taking because he wanted to bring something special to this franchise, to this fan base, um, because he knows how much a title would mean here. He's aware of it. It was the first question that I asked him when we had that crazy introductory press conference a few months ago, what that would mean. And he spoke at length about that um, as someone who has won championships and seen what that does for an organization. So especially for one that's been 50 plus years in existence without winning one, he's aware of what it would mean. And he's aware that he's looked to as the guy that's going to help them get across that finish line. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself. And when you combine that with the fact that they didn't have a ton of time to gel, 
with the fact that he was coming off an injury that kept him out for weeks. Not just one injury, but two. If you remember when he was first traded here, he couldn't play because he was dealing right. with an injury. Um, and the fact that he was logging heavy minutes. Like, it's tough to come back for, like, eight games uh, and just play eight games with the Suns in total. And then, you know, suddenly you're thrown into a series against the Clippers and the Nuggets who are going to make you work. And you're playing 43, 44, 45 minutes. That takes a toll on your body. And I think it caught up with them in this round. Gerald, I mean, uh, obviously a ton of points in the paint and just the defense wasn't great tonight. Would you credit that more to, to the Nuggets and just having that game plan and overpowering the Suns in the paint and Jokic just passing? Or did you see a lack of effort out there? I, I think it was a combination of both. I, I think this is similar to what we saw last year where when the Suns got down by double digits, they kind of curled up in a ball and died a little bit. And it's unfortunate because you want to see this team have fight. I don't think anybody quit, but I, I, I think there was some real PTSD there. And I think at least in this case, the Nuggets are a quality team. I said this before the series, like Denver is the best team the Suns would face in the Western Conference if they were to reach the finals. Um, and they proved it. Like, they were fantastic. This is a much improved version of the team that we saw in 2021, aside from the fact that Jamal Murray was healthy this time around. Uh, they earned it. They, the Suns needed everyone healthy, and I know a lot of the focus is going to be on game plan, on, you know, rotations, on money, on all these different things. But, like, if you look at it, the Nuggets were a better overall team. The Suns were more top-heavy, and they were missing two of their four starters who are actual starters, and that fifth spot, that's up for grabs between, you know, Tory Craig, Landry Shamit, Josh Okogie. These are guys that you probably don't want to be starting on a title contender. So the roster had its inherent flaws. They need they had a very limited margin for error. And with KD and or with DA and CP3 out, I, I think that got even thinner and it just it spiraled. Like you said, the Nuggets took it to him. Monty was saying like it was deflating to see how easy they were scoring at the end of that first quarter and at the end of the second quarter. And like I said, it, it just spiraled away from him really quickly. Oh, Gerald, I'm just really upset. <clears throat> this is not the way that it was yeah. supposed to go. No, and, and it's look, it's tough. Like campaign, I, you feel bad for him because he had a playoff career high, 31 points. Yeah. He was saying, I, I left it all on the floor. I, I drove myself to the point of exhaustion. Um, so it, it sucks to have it come in a game like this. Um, he, he said he barely rem remembers the game because of how bad they were losing. And that's how it felt last year too. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I took away from this is, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot of questions about Monty Williams future mm -hmm. with this organization. I think the problems that we saw this year and last year extend further than him, but I will say that he can't be absolved of blame after this has happened the second year in a row. This is the type of thing that coaches don't usually survive um, and so I'll leave that up to interpretation of what people think about whether he should or shouldn't go. But he was saying after the game, like this, this is something that shouldn't happen. I take that upon myself. This is something that I should pride myself on, um, in having us prepared for the biggest game of the year. And that's the second straight year in a row. We've been embarrassed in that situation. So uh, I don't know what the future holds for him, but he is very aware that this lack of preparation, this lack of fight in back-to-back -back years in elimination games at home is largely on his shoulders. Gerald, uh, this is a question that I've ha I had. I've, I screamed multiple times tonight. At the 250 mark of the first quarter, the Nuggets called a timeout and then went on a 17-0 run. And there was no timeout called by the Suns. 
did, did you hear anything about that? Do you know why they wouldn't call a timeout? What the hell is going on? Yeah, it, it's a tough one because in that situation, you're thinking, okay, we've got three minutes left in the quarter. We can survive three minutes. And it, it didn't feel like, I mean, this whole game is kind of a blur. I'm kind of like campaign. Like they got beat so bad. It's hard to remember what even <laughs> happened in this game. But I, I didn't feel like it was something like, oh, they just ripped off 10 quick points. We need to call a timeout. I didn't feel like there was that opening. And maybe when I go and watch it back, I'll feel differently. But in the moment, it just felt like, okay, just score a bucket here, counteract what they're doing, and get to the end of the quarter, and you'll be fine. And they just could not get to the end of the quarter. They kept missing. They turned it over. And the Nuggets kept, kept scoring. And a good portion of it, I think, it was from the free throw line. So I think that inflated it a little bit and made it harder to figure out, okay, where can we call a timeout? But to your point, yes, Bonnie, that is something that he said he has to look at himself in the mirror and evaluate where he needs to be better as a coach. And I totally agree in terms of calling timeouts to stem the tide when other teams go on runs is one of his weaknesses as a coach for sure. Mm-hmm. And the chat, I mean, the chat saying he, he never calls timeouts. <laughs> like it just, mm. it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's confusing. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Gerald, anything else that stuck out to you from any of the players or Monty tonight? Not really. I, I do just want to say to everyone in the chat, thank you so much for watching, for reading my work all year, for watching the podcast. It does mean a lot. I know things can get toxic on here, um, but just treat each other with kindness because we shouldn't let emotions over a basketball game prompt us to say nasty things. I'm tired of being blamed for not asking the tough questions after a <laughs> loss. Like it's like it's my fault that we're losing these things. Um, but I do appreciate all of your guys' support for watching us and for continuing to watch us throughout the off season because it, it feels like major change is inevitable here. I don't know about from front office or coaching staff, but like just from a sheer roster standpoint, everyone but Devin Booker and Kevin Durant should be on the table if you can find an upgrade. Um, and that's kind of unprecedented territory for this organization. So we'll see what the future holds. But for now, thank you all for following along and for reading. It does mean a lot to me. And I'm very grateful to be able to do this job and have all of you people care about what we have to say. Speaking of following along, any rat follow you this time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen any rats in the footprint center, so at least we have that. <laughs> That's a win. You can count that as a W for sure. All right, Gerald, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Listen, uh, as Gerald said, we could be a lot really nice to each other in this situation because there's a lot of anger and big fat meanies the on the internet right now. I don't even know if Shady Rays could block out the hate. You know what it can do? What can it, it can, do? It can, it can shield your tears. It can, oh my God, it can. From, then from, when you start talking about it at work tomorrow and your eyes get all a little misty and people are like, wait, why'd your eyes get all watery? You have your shady rays on. They won't even know. It'll keep your cover a little bit longer. So you should definitely get a pair of Shady Rays. We love them here at PHNX. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacement. So if you lose or if you break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. It is that simple. They have your back long after you purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. 
and use that code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You have a favorite teacher, Lindsay? A favorite teacher? Mm -hmm. um, I think it was Mr. Wright. As who I had said earlier on when I was asked about that, he, I'm pretty sure he was my biology teacher. Um, he was pretty cool. He was mean, but we like bonded in a good way. My favorite, he's a foreign guy. What was his name? Doncic was his last name. He taught me how to how to deal with sadness and loss. Um, I think I like Jokic as well. <laughs> that helps as well. Teacher Appreciation Week is this week. Terrible shit. Started on May. <laughs> Thank a teacher and nominate them to win grants. <laughs> So our friends at Four Peaks are helping them out. Oh my They'll gosh. get Four Peaks swag and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teacher's lounge at school. So go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher or donate. Don't actually nominate one of those guys that I said. No, don't. Not them. Shout out Miss Sullivan, my fourth grade teacher. Um, and they just got the best <laughs> beer. So check out Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pro Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. But you got to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks and please... Drink them responsibly. What? Frank just sent us a super chat. Said down by thirty, no problem. Puts on shady <laughs> rays and cries. <laughs> you get it, Frank. Frank, you get it. I love you, Frank. All right. Speaking of super chats, we've got a whole bunch to get into here. Uh, so if you want to get Keep a super chat them. in, let's stay get here all night. In. Let's just do it. All right, Frank five five nine nine. This is a little bit. Interesting. So 14 points per game, four turnovers, 30% field goal shooting, 3% three-point minus three point 84. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, it, but the numbers didn't didn't uh, make sense on that uh, one. So, But that was from book equals book equals superstar. What I I mean, what 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 I hate I, and I get the, I mean, the 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 numbers in terms of like points per game and field goal percentage, mm -hmm. three point percentage, that, that's nothing to scoff at. But the, the minus 84 is just stop it. Stop, stop it with the closeout minus 84. It, it was a really bad game. I mean, this one wasn't great either, but like that's the whole team. Book didn't, there weren't five Devin Bookers out there mm -mm. that had a minus 84. So, yeah, get that out of here. Bye, P Dog. Thank you for your ch uh, super chat. Said James Jones does not deserve a pass. Angry face, angry face. I agree that James Jones does not deserve a pass, but I think if they're, when it comes to the Kevin Durant trade, that specifically, I think he does deserve a pass because Ishbia was the one who made the call. Well, I mean, Ishbia, the reason why he was being held up is because James Jones did not want to include Mikel Bridges. Yeah. And Ishbia at the last minute said, do it. The same Suns fans that so, are saying that, that <clears throat> he doesn't deserve a pass are the same ones that are were saying, why would you why would you not trade Mikael Bridges for Kevin Durant? Like you do that trade every time. Yes, I'm sorry. You, you do, do make that, that trade, trade every time. But again, I'm I'm not saying that James Jones completely deserves a pass. I'm just no, talking about that trade specifically, though. There was the, the, yeah. Yeah. All right. Miguel said maybe they had COVID. <laughs> LOL, Miguel. <laughs> LOL. I think we could maybe have used that excuse last year. We could definitely have used that last year, but I don't think we could have used it this year. Uh, AM, thank you, said bye-bye, Monty. Trade everyone but Booker. Yes, Katie is washed, unfortunately. And get Kyrie Irving. And go to bed. <laughs> Listen, Kyrie might come. Okay, but whatever. Kyrie just, might come. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Sure. All right, Frank5599 again. Thank you. Um, I'm having a hard time reading this. There's levels, <clears throat> FYI. 
35 points a game, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 48 field goal percentage, 37 three-point percentage, plus 35 Luka elimination game averages. He's not in the playoffs! Luka's already been in Cancun. Get out of my mentions with Luka Doncic. Holy good hell. Mad at you. He Okay, Shaban, thank you for your super chat said... A letter of apology won't cut it. <laughs> Dude, Time revamp again. roster and possibly a new coach. Denver is a number one seed team. Dallas wasn't. At least there's that. If they put out another <laughs> statement like today is a new day. Oh, my God. I kind of forgot <laughs> about that, to be completely honest with that you. That was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Because I had Rona last year when we got eliminated, so I didn't have to like live through that pain. This is my second it was a time. different type of pain, but not this type of pain. Um, so I kind of forgot that they did do that. Because I was in a little bit of a a daze, if you will. Uh, Larry Lewis sent us a super chat. Thank you, Larry. said, not even upset about the game anymore, so I canceled movie night to watch that. Oh, he's upset that he canceled movie night. He's not even upset that they lost. Oh, I would be upset about that, What were you going to watch, Larry? Yeah, what movie night? You should watch Whiplash. It's one of my favorite movies. Ever. Whiplash? Yeah. You ever seen that? No, I don't it's think so. Miles Teller. Is it? Yeah. I need... Are you rushing or dragging? <laughs> Jacob is yeah that's perfect uh, Listen, another one Siobhan real quick um, speaking of movies oh. I would like a scary movie if you guys have any suggestions you can drop them in the chat um, or you can just tweet them at me at the Lindsay game. Smith AZ no not that kind what of scary last year's game not that kind of scary um, I have a ton and I will give them to you after but the it game. can't be like it needs to be like I a am, 6 out of 10 7 out of 10 scary I, where like I can still sleep at night I am, but I feel like I need a scary movie right I am now the best I got perfect you. love that that is me all right, you want to read this one? Yeah, Shabon says both book and KD looked exhausted. Minutes question mark. Yeah. Um, I also credit to mental fatigue, <laughs> like just like especially for book, like this shit is happening again. Mm -hmm. and okay, but legitimately real fatigue because I was hearing um, the guys on Arizona Sports talk about this yesterday, I believe, because KD was asked about a lot of playing time. It was either before game five or it was yesterday. I don't remember which one it was. Um, and him and Katie and Book were both like, yeah, but it's the playoffs. Like everyone's playing heavy minutes and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then they went and actually looked at the numbers. Devin and Katie were playing the most minutes yeah. out of everybody in the playoffs yeah. by multiple games and by a lot of minutes. Yeah, Book, so Book while, yes, that. they do play a lot. They played a lot more than everybody yeah, else. Book so. can do that. KD probably can't. Yeah, at or at stage. least probably shouldn't. I do want to say something that I forgot to say. Um, Kevin Durant was pretty bad. And and a lot of that, uh, the, the, the jumpers that he hits nine, t nine times out of ten, pretty pretty awful. Those You, you got to hit those. Aaron Gordon put that man in hell. Mm -hmm. Aaron Gordon locked his ass up this series. So credit Aaron. Aaron Gordon. No, I have to. Aaron Gordon is a huge reason why Kevin Durant couldn't find a rhythm. And he was the perfect matchup for him because of size and athleticism. So Aaron Gordon, mad respect to that. Okay, now I'm done. No. Fuck the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> Zach Lloyd, $10. Nuggets fan here. Just want to swing by and give you all respect and say good series. Well, nice. My eyes were opened to how truly great Booker is. You guys will be back next season. All love. Thank you, Zach Lloyd. Thanks, Zach. And I hope Thanks the Broncos are nice. better this year. Um, I said it. Would it be easier for me to read them? No, it's okay. Bobby Cox, thank you for your super chat, said, Hey, Lindsay, sorry about the Suns. My Lakers hopefully can get to the NBA Finals. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that was a really good sassy voice. Uh, Bobby, thank you for your apologies for our Suns. Um, I'm going to have a hard time, though, cheering for the Lakers to win a championship. 
I, it's easy to. I feel like I'm I'm fine cheering for LeBron to win a championship, but the fact that he's on the Lakers kind of hurts my heart a little bit. So that's a tough one. But thanks, Bobby. Appreciate you. Okay, Cesar said Ty Lu eyeball emoji. He's our guy. We'll see Ty Lu. There's a lot to go. Oh, Ty Lu. We'll see Cesar. <laughs> Is Ty Lu even gonna be up? Who knows? You could poach people. People get poached all the time. Yeah, but he's right? got a really. I he mean, probably has a nice contract though. Yeah. Um, LA. Hmm? L.A. Like, come on. Uh, Shabon, thank you, said love to Al McCoy. At least book didn't trash talk NJ. Trevor, thank you for that, said Monty is soft on his players. Malone was yelling. Yep, that is something that I screamed at it during the game. Mm -hmm. Joel, thank you for yours, said got love for y'all because y'all the little sister company. GG. We're just sister company. Don't, don't add Lil. Come on now. Hold on, Joel. Hey, everybody loves the little sister more anyway, so it's fine. Um, Two dollars from AM says, bye-bye, Monty. Hello, Kyrie. Go to bed, AM. <laughs> Go to bed. Oh, no. Uh, Leo, thank you for yours, said, welcome to Phoenix. Bob Myers, Nick Nurse, Kyle Kuzma, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, Jordan Clarkson, and Nazarene. Dude. Come on down. That's a fire roster. <laughs> I would take that. Can I do my Dylan Brooks dance yeah. again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the best part. This is the uh, best part. Um, this is the best part. <laughs> uh, Kyrie, uh, does Kyrie even believe in the su the sun? Yes. Okay. I believe so. We have to double check that one, it, but I believe so. It, hmm. It's just always. I've got to, I got to think about that for a sec. The sun is what moves, not us. Uh, well, but Duh. does it heat up the backside of the yes. flat yeah. piece of yeah. earth? Mm. Yeah. Just okay. <laughs> Moving on. Jacob, thank you for your super chat. Said next year's success hinges on completely remaking the supporting cast. And we have a very and hold on. And we have very few tools at our disposal to do so. I'm not holding my breath. Um, yeah, Jacob, it's definitely a lot harder now moving forward. They're going to have to get a little bit more creative with the new uh, collective bargaining agreement that goes into effect next season. And now that we have Kevin Durant on this team, it kind of puts us in a weird situation that we're going to have to do a lot more homework on to really figure out exactly how that limits the Suns moving forward. But I, I know it does. I, I, yeah, I, it's going to – I mean, there's going to be a lot of names – in and out. It's going to look like the transfer portal. The Suns team is. It's There's going to be a lot of veteran minimum guys and mid-levels and just a bunch of guys that, you know, will help the bench. But you got to find those key pieces to start with your stars. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do we have? $13 from Cana $14 Canadian. Ooh, fancy. Petey getting real fancy, aren't you? Petey said, <laughs> Katie was awful this series, missing easy shots, missing ones he usually hits, taking dumb shots, and so, so many, many turnovers. awful so many turnovers. turnovers. Monty has to go. His time has come. Thanks for the great coverage, PHNX crew. Heart emoji. Thank you, Petey. We appreciate you being here. Uh, the turnovers from KD this series were oh my god, so so bad, it, uncharacteristic, and so bad. I, I just can't get over how many shots went in and out. Mm -hmm. I cannot get over how many shots of his went in and out. Yeah, bloop, bloop. It, it blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. 
It's a good sound effect, yeah. right? I think so. All right, we got one from Steve. Thank you, Steve. Said 29 out of 30 teams finished sad and disappointed. From a DNVR diehard, great job and content this year, PHNX. I did watch a bunch of it. Steve, we Thanks, really, Steve. really appreciate it. But the other 28 teams didn't get their shit pumped at home That's like this. That's fair. It wasn't this bad. But I appreciate that. Yeah, we do still appreciate you. Uh, Trevor sent us another one. Thanks, Trevor. Said Jones didn't do anything last summer to get a bench. I mean, yeah. Because we were playing the Kevin Durant game again, remember? Mm -hmm. So that kind of held it up. Kevin Durant's sweet takes might be deadly. All right, Larry, thank you for yours. Said Guardians of the Galaxy with Friends is better than the Suns game. Dude. Is that the new one? Uh, yeah, I haven't I seen it I heard everybody that's, cried. That's the only, is that, that's Marvel, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's the only Marvel that I mess with. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I'm saying that because Gerald's not on the show. Yeah. But big fan of Guardians. The ride at Disneyland, I was really upset that they closed the Tower of Terror. The Guardians ride at Disneyland goes crazy. I will say that. <laughs> Um, Andrew, thank you for your super chat. Said James Jones decided to f up and trade Sarich. Katie shouldn't be the scapegoat. It's not that simple. Just blowing hey. up everything. I think okay. Um, it's fun to it's it's all well and good to to be like this roster needs serious improvement because it does. But you didn't just make this trade to win this year. You didn't. You made the trade to try to win this year, but this was also. But for you have to next win next year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to win in the next two years, or it's gonna be. Uh, We're in trouble. It's gonna be that, that dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got another one from Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Said Da and Dylan Brooks Stop are gonna it. go crazy with the Shanghai Sharks. Stop it! Stop it! My favorite NBA memes Kevin. are Adam Silver on the phone and saying, "Better start learning Chinese, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. It's so funny, but it gets used to a little too much right now. Cesar, why are you disappointed? I'm not gonna in me? lie. Wait, what happened? Oh man. What? What? He who's just disappointed? Said he's disappointed in me. Why? Yeah. Oh, probably because you just poo pooed all over um, Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's, That's fair. That's probably what it is. All right. Let's talk an hour more about what the Suns need to do. I'm just kidding. Everybody should go to bed. Uh, yes. So we have a couple more super chats. So this is your last call for super chats. If you want them read on the show, everybody um, until, donate right now. until we get all of those in, let's do our big, bright, shiny star. The big, bright, shining star, the big, bright, shining star is all of us shining star. We're big, bright, shining stars. You guys, we had to sit through that for the second year in a row in that picture. So we are the big, bright, shiny star today. Congratulations to all of you for making it through another sun season, for being here with us tonight, for having to watch that game and relive that trauma and that pain. But thankfully, we have each other. So that means we'll get through it together as well. Uh, but congratulations. You guys got to be the big, bright, shiny star today. Yay. Yay. You know what they win? What? Oh, I was asking you. Nope. Do. I don't know. Oh, shit. All right. Final super chats. Kevin sent in the exact same one again. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. And then Larry sent us another one. Thank you, Larry. Said, hope, <clears throat> all hope isn't lost. We will have a full season and revamped roster. Sucks not having a horse in this race. 
But see you guys next year with the new look sons. Yes, Larry, absolutely. But don't wait until next year. We'll literally see you tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow. Everybody was getting all sappy. Okay, Charles Whittlepike with the last one said, love you, PHNX fam. Love you too, Charles. Um, everyone the takeover tonight. was getting all sappy, right? Saul got, came on the show was like, I appreciate you all, blah, 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 blah. Espo was like, I love you guys, blah, 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 blah. Gerald's like, thanks for all this, blah, 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 blah. I'm over here like, bro, if you don't show up tomorrow at three, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Well, I this think isn't just, the end of the road. You better be here tomorrow too, okay? More of the season coverage. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't end till it ends tomorrow. Uh, Peach next Sunday. Until exit three. interviews are done, the season is not officially over. Mm. I'm just saying. I just feel like they were too nice. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to say nice things to the chat? Um, no. <laughs> uh, chat the buyer's mom something nice. Yes. This Make weekend. sure uh, that's. I guess that if you're looking for a silver lining is you don't have to disappoint all the mothers in your life on Sunday. Mm, that's true. You can actually pay attention to them. I don't know. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys as always. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Espo at Espo. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Shane at Shane Deef. That is D-I-E-F-F on Twitter. And of course, you can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. Shane, thank you mm -hmm. for filling in. I appreciate you being here with me. This would have been really awkward to do it by myself. No problem. You want me to take us home? Yeah, you want to take us home? Uh, what is? How does he start it? Whatever random thing you want to say. Okay. Just, and then ahoy hoy. Just remember, you're in a dark, deep pit, and nothing else matters because you're a Phoenix Suns fan. <laughs> ahoy hoy. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team moved like the mob. Turn the